Yeah! Oh, that's right! This is us! It's your friends! This is Wrestling With Friends! The podcast about watching and enjoying wrestling with your friends, family, acquaintances, random people sitting in your row at wrestling events, and other loved ones. We're your friends. I'm Dave with Sean and Ethan. We grew up watching wrestling together as kids uh, and throughout high school into what we'll now call our adulthood. We're currently scattered throughout the nation, and this is our chance to catch up, discuss the events in the ring we love, the business behind it, and celebrate the good things about this crazy and unique interest of ours, um, but also sometimes kvetch about the shit that annoys us, all while we get increasingly inebriated, stoned, or more healthy, depending on whatever uh, weird supplements Ethan is drinking this week. <laughs> I'm your buddy Dave. I'm coming at you from the city of Long Beach, New York. Uh, uh, earlier, I was grilling and eating steaks, and let me tell you, I am full. That's it. That's my update. Coming in blazing hot, maybe too hot from Los Angeles, California, where his, if I understand correctly, his his uh, house may explode at any moment. It's Sean DePasquale. Sean, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm good. I'm a, a little warm, uh, battling against the uh, 90 degree heat and an air conditioning unit that probably needs to be a little bit bigger than it is. But other than that, I'm I'm great. Smooth sailing, as it were. Awesome. Awesome. Well, good luck with your air conditioning. Thank you. I wish also to be cool tonight when I sleep. <laughs> Stay cool. And, <laughs> and joining us from wherever the hell he is in the world this week, it's our vagabond friend, holding it down and keeping us in the know on all things intellectual property law-wise uh, in general, but also in the world of wrestling during these conversations. It's Ethan Wall. Ethan, where are you at this week, kid? What's going on, guys? I was in Boston, but like Sean, my air conditioner exploded and the super kicked me out. So I'm now talking to you from Southie down in South Boston. I thought for sure when you said Southie that Sean was just going to rip open a bunch of like goodwill hunting quotes, but no. Yeah, opportunity I'm, lost. I'm too hot. I'm too hot for jokes. <laughs> I'm belting. I thought for sure I was going to get like, uh, how do you like them apples or something? But never mind. All right. Well, moving on. Great start, guys. Great start. I like them apples, Will. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, because Sean, Sean, Sean's dead. Um, tonight we're joined by a friend. Well, it's a friend of Sean to be specific, but little does he know he's officially our friend now and that's binding, right? Ethan, you're a lawyer. That's right. Habeas corpus. That's habeas corpus. Yep. Um, he is an actor, writer, producer whose powerful short film heel delved into the very important and timely subject matter, uh, in a film that sports illustrated says, shines a light on one of the darkest aspects of pro wrestling business, uh, the pervasive allegations of sexual assault. He's also a talented actor, and you may recognize him from his many appearances on NBC's AP Bio, ABC's Jimmy Kimball, Kimmel Show, and most exciting to all, us three, a Taco Bell commercial. Yeah. He's a veteran of the storied Ohio Valley wrestling and Florida championship wrestling programs. Um, as well as one of the earliest roster members of NXT. He's recently returned to the ring in a big way, joining AEW, the hottest company in wrestling today. Um, and he's been hot. He's been young. And now he's 
totally a Hollywood hunk, it's Ryan Nemeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ryan. Hey, that was uh, – damn, that made me feel so cool. Thanks. <laughs> See, I told you, Sean, everybody loves my intros. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> OVW is storied. That was like the main – I was like, whoa. It's storied, right? <laughs> like I feel like that's the way to call it. Yeah, it's you. And I also just um, – just just noticed WWF is uh, what the show is called. That is pretty good. Good job, guys. Yeah, no, you just sorry. figured that out. Wrestling with Friends, WWF Podcast. Thank you. I've just been seeing it like fully typed out. Now I, on the screen, I'm like, oh, I get it. You guys love, <laughs> don't, you love wildlife. <laughs> don't, tell, don't tell Vince McMahon. Yeah, please don't tell Vince McMahon on us. <laughs> nah, dude. dude. Um, it's the next room over, so I have to kind of turn things down. <laughs> yeah, please. Our trademark lawyer is a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ryan, thanks for coming on the show to talk some wrestling with us. Uh, how, how's it going? How, yeah, how, where are we talking to you right now? I'm just a few miles away from, uh, Sean. So it's, it's even hotter where I'm at. I think it's like 94, but I mean, let me see. 94 earlier. Uh, but in Los Angeles, yeah. Damn. We're on fire. We're just cooking. We're just cooking, man. Today, I got. I just decided right when I woke up, I, I looked right at the, the daily like highs, you know, and I thought, all right, I will be going to the ocean ASAP. And I just went and just stayed underwater for a while because that like cools me down big time for a few hours. You know, you get cold, cold to the bone. And when you come back to this part of town, it's just, it's very helpful. Yeah. So, Yeah. That's what I'm up to. <laughs> All right, so beach day for for Ryan. That's good. It's a good. Yeah. That's a good way to spend your day. I was working all day, so I'm jealous. Sean, how? So, um, how? Give us a little background. How do you and Ryan know each other? You know, I was trying to think about when was the first time I met Ryan, and I I don't know that I remember like a specific moment. Um, I feel like it was at either it was either at a, a one mutual friends party or a different mutual friends party. <laughs> so I think <clears throat> I was trying to think about that too. And I would <laughs> describe it as vaguely as you just did too. But uh, I don't remember the exact moment of someone saying, Hey, this is Sean, this is Ryan meet each other. But I do remember just kind of like fuzzy fade into just laughing about. Yeah, something. so exactly. Yeah. I, I feel like we were, it was like, you know, it, well, uh, I think have we had Cohen on this show. I can't remember. Yeah, we did right in the beginning. So yeah. yeah, so Nemeth is friends with Cohen. So it was most likely in a group with Cohen, just being Gotta goofy be. and then just all yeah. laughing and shit. Like you know, Nemeth has a similar sense of humor to me and to Matt. And I mean, he's like a funny guy. He likes he likes weird things. Uh, uh, you know, um, he's got he oh, I improv. What'd you say? You guys did that, uh, the Cabin Boys. I was a guest on the Cabin Boys. That's right. That's oh. right. Yeah. That's right. You were a guest on Cabin Boys. But uh, we knew each me other too. before me. that. Yeah, Dave was a guest on Cabin Boys. That yeah. was a good show. I was a- it's a shame that show was lost to the sands of time. <laughs> I mean, isn't, uh, isn't it on, like, the internet? Nope. It was taken <laughs> off the internet by me and Matt Cohen because it did not oh. it did not live up to the 2021 woke test. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, is that true? Smart, smart. Oh, well, in that case, I was not a part of that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> At any point. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. Like, what? 
Oh, wait a minute. I don't know what you guys are on a wiki, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, also, there's a Cabin Boys Facebook community group. <laughs> and Sean, I think the biggest surprise, you're on IMDb. <laughs> I am on IMDb. That's true. That's true. I am. But, but uh, listen, enough about me. Uh, unless you guys want to talk about how great I am. Otherwise, uh, we should ask Ryan about uh, wrestling. Uh, Ryan... Tell us about <laughs> wrestling. We're Tell so us what wrestling is. <laughs> I just so need to be. I gotta be very upfront with, with about wrestling. Okay, I have to tell you something. I am, and this goes across the board for like a lot of topics that uh, things that I enjoy and I'm enthusiastic about. I don't have the very thorough, detailed memory of trivia and times and dates and shows and matches the way like some people have. So I. I just got to be very honest. Oh, you're, uh, on the, oh. you're on the perfect podcast. Yeah, yeah you're on the right show. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do any of us. <laughs> I have some of those, but, the you know, like the Miz can, like, call, like, tell you who was in what match and who won, like, every Raw and pay-per-view for, like, I cannot do that. I don't have that. Problem. I would describe this show as a podcast with three friends who used to very much enjoy wrestling Two of whom who like, you know, you have a fondness for it. And one of them who's like still super immersed in it. Okay. <laughs> so but you, have to guess, you have to guess which one is which. He'll figure <laughs> it out pretty soon. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, well, on, on that, yeah, actually, so that really kind of makes me, you know, you're, you're a pro. You're a pro wrestler. You're a performer. You've been enmeshed in this industry for, for like a long, long time. I mean, you're a veteran at your young age, um, but we yeah. would like to take this chance to get you know, to know you as a wrestling fan. Like, not, th- oh, cool. not, yeah, not like throwing, uh, not throwing dates at you or anything. But like, when and how did you get interested in uh, in wrestling? Um, before I answer that, you said you said vet at a young age, a veteran at a young age. I just saw this past week someone. Um, I've been scouring comments everywhere to see what people have been thinking about my weird videos I've been making. And someone was like describing the AEW landscape and they called, you know, it's great that we have young vets, like blah, 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 Ryan Nemeth. And I thought, wow, a young vet is like a pretty flattering term, you know, it implies that you have wisdom and experience, but you know, you're not old. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think that's apt because you're not an old guy and yet you've been, you've been at, I mean, you've been at wrestling and honestly comedy like for a really long time. I mean, I'm pretty sure we've known each other at least eight years. And in all that time, you've been a wrestler and a comedian and an actor. Damn, that is true, dude. We're, we're both young vets. Um, all right. So I'll tell you, I've always enjoyed watching wrestling. Uh, my family has always enjoyed it. Even my mom thought like, you know, my mom liked the attitude era probably the most. Uh, we all, as a family, we would go to like shows. They would come to Cleveland a lot. Cleveland was a nice place to live if you like, liked wrestling. Um, because WWF would always come there for house shows or for TV. And there was a kind of an indie wrestling, um, scene there when we were kids, there was Cleveland all pro and we would go see those shows, you know, every time we could, every chance we could ECW would tour Cleveland sometimes. I know ECW is like kind of a hard show to catch. It only existed briefly. It was mostly on at two in the morning on a weird channel, but they would come and do live shows in Cleveland. And that was 
we yeah i guess we were just watched a lot of wrestling and loved it and uh my brothers and i were amateur wrestlers growing up and my older brother always wanted to be a pro wrestler i don't i will not ever make that claim for myself that was something i uh found out later on in life about myself but we were just fans lifelong i loved it so much yeah so always would go to shows and so like you know play the video games do moves on each other <laughs> as a as a kid who, who were like your favorite guys um okay that's a great question it changed as i grew older but as a kid i loved <clears throat> i loved degeneration x i was a kid when when they were around so i'm gonna count that as an answer i loved kurt angle i think kurt angle was like the top i loved kurt angle man i thought he was so good um when i was really young I have the dumbest answer. I love Repo Man. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that Barry Darso? Yeah. So I'm a, I'm, I, don't, very, I don't watch wrestling. I'm the one that doesn't watch wrestling. <laughs> but very briefly, he was this guy. And I was like so young that I'm just like, I walk into a room and see a guy with like a burglar mask on and a big hook and a chain. I was like, this is pretty cool. You know, that, that was it. So, uh, I thought he was cool. I love Jake the Snake Roberts. And then of like very reluctantly and I tried to fight it as long as I could, but eventually I just gave in and it was like Stone Cold T. Austin is awesome. No one can deny it. Like I've been trying to resist it because everyone loves him, but he is just so good. Um and I probably admitted that to myself in seventh grade, you know, trying to fight like oh, everybody loves him. They're all wearing the t shirts. I wanted to be the counterculture, like, well, I don't like him, everyone likes him. But you can't deny it, man. Stone Cold is the so man. So who who are you holding it down for then? Was were you like rooting for Jake the Snake at King of the Ring? Or like were you like I'm a Bret Hart oh, guy or I in the early days of you know, the three sixteen era. Dude, in the early days well, I was so into DX and like the other, uh, the thing about wrestling back then was that there's so, the whole show was awesome. It wasn't just only about, you know, well, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't just one guy jammed down your throat for three hours twice a week. It was like, every, you know, like Billy Gunn would come out and it was the best thing ever. Yeah, it was, it was the best. I loved yep. it back then. Uh, it was at its height. Everyone cut the best promos. There were no boring ones. It was always something yeah, great so awesome. and entertaining. Jericho was like so awesome then. I mean, now he's awesome, awesome, but he was so different and fresh. I mean, I loved hearing someone talk like that uh, and like stick it, to, stick it to people like The Rock. And, you know, I didn't really didn't like The Rock back then. And so it was cool when he debuted and just shoved it down his throat. Man, I loved it. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Ethan and I, uh, we talk about this on the show a lot, is that like Jericho, uh, we're, we're a couple of years older than you, but like, Okay. Jericho in that cruiserweight when he was destroying the cruiserweight uh, division in WCW and just like taking Juventud Guerrero's mask and like uh, making fun of Dean Malenko's dead dad. Like he, it was the best. It's like one of our, yeah, it was like our, what I, I think like our favorite run of anyone ever uh, here doing, doing wow. the list of a thousand and four holds. Um, <laughs> but um you know, I, I think we all agree that Kurt Angle, like, you know, the best, the best on so many levels. Now, Sean, yeah. this is, I, I'll set it up because we saw in 1999, we saw Kurt Angle wrestle a dark match before, before a raw taping. So that was cool because 
you know, I, who did he arrest? Uh, Terry Taylor. You know what? It was Terry Taylor. It was Terry Taylor. I wouldn't have thought of that, and if you, I couldn't have told you that until you said it, and I was like, damn right, it was fucking Terry Taylor. Yes. Well, I only there's a guy when we were younger who uh, would always talk to my brother and I at the gym in Cleveland, and he would always mention he's like, you know, I saw Kurt Angle before he even debuted. It was called a dark match, and it was against the Red Rooster Terry Taylor. He would always say that to us <laughs> to try to impress. And that's why I thought maybe it was the same time frame. I mean, it, it could have been. I, I, yeah, I feel like it was Terry Taylor. Um, cool. And and yeah, so we, we're sitting there, and we were kind of sitting on the aisle. <laughs> we got very lucky. We had aisle seats. Yeah, we scammed which our was way. Super we, cool for us. We yep. scammed our way. Wow. We scammed our way as like eighteen-year-old uh, kids, seventeen-year-old kids. And Sean, who did you see behind the curtain and started uh, communicating with? So this dark match is going on. It's, it's a dark match. So at this point, I'm not very – like I don't care. I was never – I like I wanted to see the guys who I knew from the TV. You know, I'm like I was nerding like, out. this dumb guy? Dave's uh, nerding out. I can give Olympic, a shit. He's an Olympic fucking gold medalist. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I can give a shit. And there's this really pretty lady standing like on the like on the other side of the of the of the gates, but like you know, in the aisle walkway where the wrestlers come out. <laughs> and I just started like flirting with her as at like 18 years old, like what five two <laughs> 110 pounds at most. And I was like, hey lady, how you doing? She's like, and- she's like, she's like, hey, watch the match. Hey, do you like this wrestler? How watch the match? And Sean's like, hey, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, oh, he's like a great wrestler. <laughs> how you like the match? <laughs> Anyway, that is Kurt Angle's uh, wife. Well, ex wife now. Ex wife now. But... <laughs> oh, that's good. It's that's Kurt Angle's ex wife. He gets off the stage. She's like, "It's my husband!" Ah! And we're like, "Oh, okay." Isn't that Jeff Damn, Jarrett's that wife now? Cool. That's perfect. I believe is it? it is. I believe wow. right. I think I don't know if that's an angle or something from, but or, yeah, an angle. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I could have no. had Jeff Jarrett's wife. <laughs> hey, it, bro. there's a lot of angles to that karen angle saga yeah speaking of an angle and a deep cut dave you're gonna like this i was looking up the terry taylor and you're, you're right not only was he doing the dark matches with kurt angle uh, he had four different runs in wwf on his third run his first match on tv was against kurt angle but his last match was against one of your favorite wrestlers of all time dave joey abs <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh my god, the Meat Street Posse, the Meat Street Posse, baby. I love those guys. Peak ass, peak ass, ass. <laughs> peak ass. Rodney. Uh, Rodney. There was a guy named I think Joe Green, who, Joey Green, who they never showed, or Willie Green, Willie Green, Willie Green. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ryan, you ever get into the Green, the Meat Street Posse? Uh yeah, I mean you know as much as the next guy. <laughs> not if, not, if, not as much as us. Clearly, not if we're the next guy. No, no, uh, Terry Taylor became one of my coaches later in NXT. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean yeah. he like had a he had a long uh, behind the scenes career, right? As a trainer and a producer and everything, right? Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, still it remains active. Remains active. As far as I know, that's awesome. I believe. You're still in NXT behind the scenes. Yeah, I think so. So so can you just kind of like delve in a little bit of what it's like to like, all right, you're in a class. 
Terry Taylor, um, is it on like a specific subject? Is it like we're doing bumps today? We're doing we're doing this kind of well, work, or is it like all like basic training? What's it like? I don't know what it's like right now for you, yeah. Currently, but, but very, you know, when I was there, it was transitioning from Florida Championship Wrestling into NXT, and Terry Taylor was uh, brought in to sort of be like the the advanced class trainer and so at some point i was in his class and it was cool there's some things that i liked he would um want to bring like a little bit of an old school touch back to what was happening in wrestling which was pretty cool um small little things you know it's kind of like a polishing class sort of i don't know if that's the right way to put it you you know you've trained with norman smile you train with whoever else blah 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 blah, blah. and then finally maybe you're ready for a debut or you're near the top of the training camp or class or whatever the words are now. And he was like your guy. And it was kind of cool. It was cool. My, some of the trainers that I really like to train with were, uh, Ricky Steamboat he was, and Billy Gunn are probably my top favorite ones. And let's see, Dr. Tom Pritchard was another, he was the head coach there for a while. Uh, Dusty Rhodes was kind of guiding us in, in promo world. A lot of luminaries, a lot of very cool, cool. people to learn. From. I mean, no one cuts a no one cuts a promo like 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 Dusty Rhodes. So to have nah, him no guiding way. you in promo cutting is like can't can't yeah. ask for anything better. And he was, you know, the good morning hello part of the class was him cutting a promo for forty minutes. So like it was great, you know, just being around him at all was you're just soaking it up. You can't help it. That's amazing. That's amazing. Running back to when you were a kid, um, you obviously, uh, you watched with your family. You watched, uh, I was lucky enough to watch with my siblings and also these two guys. Um, what was like, you guys do the whole like, uh, paper, pay-per-view viewing party. Uh, you know, like it's, uh, it's SummerSlam. We're all getting together in our case. It was like 30 liters of Tahitian treat fruit punch, um, <laughs> punch. <laughs> Half cooked yet somehow burning hot Tontino's pizza rolls. We were just killing it. Um, and then we would, you know, get together, watch wrestling, yell a lot of bits at each other, and then throw down in some epic living room wrestling matches. Um, yeah. I can only imagine, like, you know, you guys being amateur wrestlers that, like, the Nemeth brothers were probably maybe getting a little rowdy also. Okay. So we would watch. WWF uh, together as a family usually and <clears throat> my grandma's house which was like a neighborhood over we would there was, it was a bigger house so we would even like get the pay-per-view on her TV and you know like more of the family and friends could come over to watch it but for WCW um, that was not really my family most of us didn't watch that together including me I didn't watch it weekly so at the time so my friend Tim, who was on my wrestling team and one of my best friends lifelong, would always get the WCW shows and we would go over there and watch them. And so imagine if you didn't watch WCW and then just once a month or whatever seeing it, like there's just so many characters that you're like, who the <laughs> hell? This like all those people. That was my and experience then, with WCW. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, like uh, Prince Iakea comes out and you're like, what? Yeah, and then like uh, seven hundred members of NWO somehow. <laughs> you know? uh, and I remember at recess at school one time, everyone like 
deciding who they were in the NWO or, you know, in the different, you know, different um, colors and teams of the, the branch offs of NWO and someone saying, well, Ryan, who are you going to be? And I just was like, I had enough. I was fed up because number one, I, I, didn't, I wasn't super into NWO at the time. And number two, because I just didn't watch it. So I felt, I didn't want to admit that I just didn't know enough about it. <laughs> so I said, you guys, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm Degeneration X, man. I told everyone, I started doing the crotch chop and suck it. And I thought this like group of kids were going to join me and like go to the other side of the, the, the parking lot with me, but no one did. It was just me. It sucked. <laughs> 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 they, they were like, Clearly, we're not in the DX the way that I They're thought. They're all throwing but, up wolf pack signs. Yeah, I was like, what the, what the hell, dude? I'm the loser. This sucks. They're not down with the click? Come on. It's all it's all the click. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Now, you've mentioned that um, there's a thriving indie scene, um, and a lot of WWE uh, shows would, would, would come to Ohio, which yeah. makes me think that, like, I think about Brian Pillman, uh, Mike Mizanin, <laughs> Ryan Nemeth, no. all from Ohio, <laughs> all build, all build from Hollywood. Uh, what's up with that? Is there a bus? Is there a dude at a bus station somewhere in Cleveland? Like, hey kid, you want to go to Hollywood and wrestle? Yes, there is. There is a bus, and some of us get on, and some of us don't. And uh, no, um... <laughs> the real question is, Look, why do you refuse to be billed as from Cleveland, Ohio? Well, I don't live there. I live in Hollywood. <laughs> That's fair. All right, fair, fair. Good answer. And um, my brother says he's from Hollywood, Florida, and we have family there, but he does not live there, so he he's lying. And, uh, <laughs> See, I didn't. Miz, I didn't bring him up Miz? because, right? He's not. Re he's Hollywood, Florida, not California. Not. Yeah. I mean, not. People mix it up. People will get on my case and say, oh, you're just saying you're from Hollywood because your brother does. And I'll say, wrong state. And I actually am. All right, dickhead. So your shit's true. Now, Sean, Sean, Ethan, and I are actually all from South Florida. We're about like 20 minutes north cool. of Hollywood, Florida. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we did have family there. And we still have one, uh, one or two members of our family in that area. So, I mean, we spent some time there. We visited a lot. But uh, to say you're from Hollywood, Florida is the stretch. Now now I want to have him on the show and just grill him on Florida questions. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I know. Like very specific Florida locations. Like, oh, so you're from Hollywood. So are we. We're like 20 minutes north of there. Do you know this place? <laughs> Bro, I proposed that as a bit. Yeah. Yeah, you proposed it as a bit for Ryan, but I know Ryan doesn't know anything about South Florida, so it wouldn't have been a good bit. Apparently he does, though. I was going to... But it'd be a great bit to do <laughs> with his brother, and then... Yes, you should. It's a, good bot it's a good gotcha bit. Well, it was going to be it was gonna be Hollywood, LA, or Hollywood, Florida. It's a terrible bit. It's a terrible <laughs> it's, bit. It's not that good. It's, it's not a good bit. <laughs> Ryan, I have a question. So you... <laughs> okay. So... I hope you exactly just do the Hollywood program. <laughs> <laughs> so Johnson Street Pier, Hollywood, Florida, Hollywood, California. Ryan, you've been doing a lot of really, like aside from wrestling stuff, you do a lot of comedy and you make a lot of weird, little, little weird videos. Uh, we talked about, and you also made now what is now a critically acclaimed short film. Uh, but recently you've been doing uh these very odd segments on being the elite <laughs> uh 
What's going on with those, buddy? What are you doing? Well, you know I like very strange things. Me too. And I like uh, horror films along the lines of like Evil Dead 2. And I like, you know, I like the new movie Mandy that came out a year or two ago. That was great. Yep. Yeah. I like Hellraiser. Like I like very creepy, strange things. Brian, have, that you, are like, have you seen Psycho Gorman yet? Damn, dude, that is uh, the movie that my my best friend who used to get the WCW pay per views. He's been telling me to watch for a year. Oh my now. god, dude, that's... your friend is right. It is amazing. Okay. Anyway, sorry to well, sidetrack. Hold on. Just in the no, spirit, just in the spirit of wrestling with friends, where we celebrate our friends who we watch wrestling with. Can we do a shout out to your WCW friend? Yeah, in fact, he's doing such cool things. He's wrote, written articles in the Washington Post. He debated a former President Bush aide. He's like massively knowledgeable about world socio, you know, you got books going and articles going. His name is Tim Gill. Yeah, give him a shout out. Hell yeah, Tim. Hell yeah. Shout out Tim Gill from the NW Friends. Yep. He's a university professor and in a punk rock band. Oh my God. He's. Can we get him on the show? He sounds cool. He has so much information about the world and Venezuela and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get him on for our Venezuela episode. <laughs> Wrestling with Venezuela. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, on to the BTE because I was really into BTE yes. like a couple years ago and, I, and it was fun to get cool. to catch up. Um, I was cooking dinner and had an overwhelming desire to add cream, heavy cream to what I was preparing. What can you tell us? Where's that going? Because I love the different flavors on BT, BT, on being the elite. Like that's when it's at its best. So I love the random shit and I love how it always ultimately fits into the bigger tapestry. Um, so I guess I want to ask you kind of about that, but really also just on the production end of that, like, are you, are you filming those, uh, um, you're writing them, are you producing them and editing them as well? So they are sort of in the genre of little videos I used to make when I first moved to LA with some of my wrestling friends and some of my new friends here. And we kind of like, you know, they're so strange that they never really took off in the way, like the four of us making it thought that these are like the best things ever, but like no one else on the planet earth does at all. So then I started doing these uh, segments on BT where I will, I would interview people. It's called the Hollywood trivia quiz or whatever. And I would ask them trivia about Hollywood film and commercials and TV. And the answer was always me, but no one would get it, which was kind of, Playing up the, the the fact that like yes I've been in all these things but you've never heard of them I was in the background or I was wearing a mask or like you know like kind of making myself look silly as I'm a bad guy in the show and I thought that was a fun way to do it and uh, then I started to think like man I kind of want to see if I can sneak in this old this style of stuff I used to make for my friends and now that there's this massive platform because they have a lot of viewers and a lot of views each week. So I just tested the waters two weeks ago with one and I, I called my main buddy that I used to make them with and said, Hey, why don't we try making starting from scratch? Like, <laughs> cause in our, in our very small numbered view of things we're making in the past, there was a little, you know, we had an online or an ongoing story. We had three parts, you know, you keep going, but now I'm like, this is a brand new audience. No one knows what this is. Let's just establish there's some evil cream and it's mysterious and spooky. And let's just kind of see if it gets any traction on this show. 
So I sent it to them, and I think I messaged Matt Jackson and said, hey, I, I sent you guys something kind of weird. I said, hey, this week I'm going to make something weird for BTE to see if you guys can use it. Does that sound cool? And then Matt wrote back from Young Bucks Matt said, the weirder the better. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I screen grabbed that and sent it to my friend. I go, look, we got to just go like – Hard into the cream right now. So <laughs> we gotta go hard into the cream right now. I feel like that's a t-shirt. If this all goes where it's going, where it should go, that's a t-shirt. So he uh he was like, All right, what day are we doing this? I'll bring the cream. And he went to the store and just purchased like so much cream. And I you know, we found a place to do it. I had this old typewriter that I've always been I've been staring at this typewriter for a year thinking every time I type on it, it's kind of old and spooky. Like what if it was haunted? I keep, I had that little thought, you know, like the kind of fun daydream of like, what if this thing was haunted, you know? And so we filmed this weird thing and I edited it maybe in like a day. Yeah, I, I edited it. Yes. And he filmed it all, my buddy. And, um, we put it together and I, I, like let it sit for a day. And then the next day I looked at it again and said, wow, BT is basically people doing sort of sketch, sketch comedy. And then also just like, it's a vlog. This is going to just be the weirdest shit that's ever been on the show. Probably ever, I think. And so I sent it to them and I said, Hey man, it's kind of weird. If it's not for the show, I get it. No problem. <laughs> I think Matt was like, I love this. Definitely. This is insane. Great. And so uh the the reviews from fans have been you know controversial they're they're split a lot of people love it and a lot of people are like what is this supposed to be this is deranged so and then this week uh i i wanted to so i sort of want to do a different genre of horror film that i love so and just see how i can i can go you know plant these seeds and kind of have the storylines kind of intertwined so this week I did a, a little uh, send up of the opening scene from the movie Midsummer. <laughs> and a few people got the reference, and it's okay if they don't or, or did. You know, I think it, it's still the focus is on the cream. The cream is evil, and we're kind of waiting to see what the hell's going on. So, yeah, that's the that's the story with the evil cream. That's fantastic. It's so good. <laughs> I, I I was I was laughing my ass off, like legit, legit. <laughs> You're so. gonna get me. To tune in now every week when I wasn't watching before, just because I want to see these now. <laughs> <laughs> this this one we shot all Friday. It took like half a day or maybe like a little longer, <clears throat> and I was watching it that night before I went to bed. And I I said, "This is not what I wanted to be. It's close, but we're not quite there. We need to like the lighting's off. Like I was looking at this thinking like." Not only the platform, I need to, I can't have, turn in half ass things. This has to be right. So I messaged people at like 6 a.m. and I said, We got to reshoot this. Can you guys come over today to this place? <clears throat> and our one guy who runs a restaurant was like, All right, I'm just leaving the restaurant, man. This is really irresponsible. We got to shoot this. <laughs> we got all fresh cream. We got, I clean out the hose. We set up the lighting way better. And it, like everything was so much better. I'm so glad we did it. So it, it took two days, and I, I, again, gave them a heads up. I said, hey, this one is, like, way weirder, and we really pushed it. So, like, again, if this is not what you guys are looking for, no hard feelings. And I sent it to them. And usually they watch it right away and give me, a like, a, hey, cool. And this one, I heard nothing back. And, like, 
now it's like midnight, 1 a.m. I'm like, what is going on? I know they have families and stuff, but this is okay. All right. So the next morning, I still don't hear anything. I'm getting kind of worried because I loved how it turned out. But then I rewatched it and I'm trying to imagine it from like someone else's point of view. And I'm like, this is actually maybe softcore porn. And so one of them messaged me and said, oh, hey, the thing never went through. Can you resend it? And I was like, oh, thank God. Okay, okay. Because I thought you guys watched this and then decided I'm too weird. <laughs> and also uh, I'm fired from AEW. Like I thought it was just over. I thought I was out. <laughs> But the minute it went through, again, they were like, dude, this is the best. I love it. Great. And I was like, whoa, okay, cool. Because I was kind of sweating, thinking I was getting blacklisted from all of wrestling. Great. Cool. <laughs> nah, man, these are great. And like, even as you're, as you're talking, I'm scrolling through comments on YouTube. And like, don't people love it. Don't, don't ever read everybody, comments on YouTube. Everybody, period. they love it, dude. They love it. They're like, whatever this crazy shit is, I'm on board. Someone called you <laughs> David Lynchian. <laughs> Dude, there's been a lot of David Lynch things. Um, and I'll tell you that I am, I'll just admit this. That is a missing part of my film. Like, I, I've never seen a David yeah, Lynch. Yeah, you're not missing much. But that is what a lot of people have been DMing me. And I'm, I just want to be like, well, literally, it's not lynching, but thank you, because I don't even know what that means, but okay, cool. It's just anything that's but, absurdist and weird, people go, oh, it's like David Lynch, and it's like, he's not the only person who's absurdist. Stop it. Oh, I think well, David I, Lynch is highly overrated. To, to there, me, I said it. To me, it was wow. very like uh, Ringu and like Japanese, like the yeah. modern Japanese yeah. horror, which freaked cool. me out and made Great. me laugh, that because that shit freaks me out. <laughs> Basically, I like to make a cartoonish version of like if if modern day evil dead 2 or hellraiser had a trailer like that's what i wanted to see yeah you so so sam raimi's a big inspiration yeah definitely and i have well damn i won't spoil it but i really have a plan for an upcoming one that's like very sam raimi's cinematography stuff nice oh there you go there you go big teaser good tease big tease right there for all of our listeners watch bte (laughs) yeah watch bte for sure i mean and and the rest of the show is great too you get to see the behind the scenes life of uh wrestlers but also i got this weird shit happening (laughs) (laughs) someone uh someone tweeted me like um hey your cream ever be Heavy. <laughs> <laughs> or someone was like, "Who's that blonde guy in this week's BTE?" Because a lot of people still don't know. Like, you know, I'm not a main dude in AEW. And someone wrote back, "That's Ryan Nemeth creamed out his damn mind." <laughs> <laughs> creamed out his damn mind. Also, I wanted to ask you uh, the week before. Uh, you're very, very tan. Why Why are you so tan? What's going on there? He's the Hollywood host. So um, many, so many beach days. Yeah, but he, he's like very tan. You got to use sunscreen, man. You, you don't want to get – you don't want to get – I do use sunscreen. All right. I always sunscreen up my face. And then okay. if I spend many hours at the beach, I will put uh, sunscreen tan. So there's a little bit of SPF in the tanning stuff I use. Yeah, you got to be careful with that shit, man. Yep, you're right. You're very right, careful. Man. Skin cancer is no joke. Thank you. And my- Sean just turned into your Jewish mother. Uh, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you don't have one, but now you do. Listen, listen. I see you're very tan. You're very tan, Ryan. I know you like that. Go, was to the my- beach. You go to the beach all day, but try to put on some SPF, okay? That was my first thought. Is I was like, oh, he's, he's very tan. He looks good, but he's got to be very careful. He's, 
He's a young so that, that is another sort of like meme joke about me with wrestling fans is that like Taz on commentary will often like just like really talk about my tan. Like, <laughs> Last guy who should be talking <laughs> about tans. Like even like at TV tapings, me, me and Serena D will always be the people who are like, wow, you guys are like the most tan people here. And we always will go up to each other and compare, like put, put our forearms right next to each other and just to see like, All right, who's darker, who's darker. Yeah, we have a little bit of a reputation as, as being the most tan. I mean, that's or, like, or I get, that's a big wrestling thing, right? You know, tan yeah. up, yeah. wax and, your body. And I, I like to do things that make people make fun of me or tease me or have some reason to be annoyed with me. So sometimes I'll go really heavy into like orange color tan, which is not a natural looking, you know, so that'll be so, I like to annoy the people. That's fun. Ethan wore that, Ethan yeah. wore that uh, throughout college, actually. <laughs> yeah, I haven't stopped. Yeah, different, different motivations, though. <laughs> now, 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 speaking of wearing um, SPF and lotions and things like that, um, yeah. Um, I just want to come at you with a very popular and not at all weird segment that oh we, no that we always do. <laughs> that's called okay. "How do they smell?" Um, <laughs> you know, most of us watching <laughs> watching wrestling on TV. <laughs> we're just not a popular segment. We're just living our lives ignorant of how people on these TV shows smell. This now, is not. Oh, oh I mean, great. in the ring, obviously they smell sweaty, but I just mean in general. Uh, it's on a lot of people's minds. That's what they're telling me. No. So no. <laughs> uh, here's our segment. It's like, how do they smell? Oh, we want to know. Our nose knows, <laughs> but we don't know. But you might know. So how do they smell? Wow. That was awesome. yeah. Wow. 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 That was a good song. I need to find a new way to spend my Tuesday nights. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like uh, smell triggers memory, but <laughs> but we'll start with some earlier smells. People you may have smelled recently, like some recent <laughs> AEW opponents of your of yours. Hangman Page, how does he smell? Does he live the gimmick and like rock Stetson Cologne or what? Dude, that is my dad's favorite AEW wrestler. I mean, he's great. He's great. I mean, he's, he's fucking. I I feel like uh, COVID and him not being able to drink people's beers really was shitty timing for him. Oh man, it's rough. Well, I sat next to him a few weeks ago, and I recognize <laughs> I recognized the smell right away as a certain brand of uh, self tanner. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can. Sometimes decipher them by by the brand. You know, <laughs> so, well, I can, you know, there's there's very distinct different uh, aromas. And I I said the name of that brand to him, and he said, "Yep, that's right." And I said, "Yeah, that one's okay, but I like this other one better." And he was so taken aback. He said, <laughs> "He said, I figured yours was all shoot tan." I said. <laughs> I said, well, most of it is, but I put, you know, a little finishing touch on sometimes. I'll admit it, you know. Wow. So, yeah, he, he was my first match on Dynamite, and it was so fun. What a thrill that was. But, yeah, I guess the last time we got real close, he smelled delightfully like uh, a very good-smelling can. Good tan smell. <laughs> Hangman Page smells like good-quality self-tanner. All right, now. Yeah, it was good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's <a> good stuff. <laughs> um, 
How many uh, of these are there? Speaking of recent well, photos. The kind, it was the kind that doesn't have to set in. Like right when you put it on, it's on. Ooh. Like it's there and it's dark. Like sometimes I use kind that takes a few hours to set in. Oh, can you can you like email Sean that kind? Just, I mean, for no reason. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Marco Stunt, how does he smell? Uh, like candy. <laughs> <laughs> like literally – like chocolate like, or like um, some type of like sweet, uh, like sugary candy. It's, some kind, it's like uh, the kind of candy I don't go for, which is more a sugary, colorful thing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if it's uh, chewy or sour or whatever, but that kind of candy. And he uh, always has an acoustic guitar with him. So he smells like candy and he smells like an acoustic guitar or sounds like an acoustic guitar. Sounds delightful. <laughs> um, okay. Um. You tussled uh, back with him, with him back in FCW. Yes, I, I read Wikipedia recently. So how does <laughs> men's Money in the Bank winner Big E, formerly Langston, smell? Oh, back then he smelled like chicken breast. <laughs> <laughs> That's that pure protein, right? That's that pure protein. Every, he was chicken breast. Just always eating. He would have a chicken breast on him at all times, like at during, like in, after practice, before weightlifting. Just God, pulls uh, it out of his singlet, right, right in the middle of the match. <laughs> he, I have, I mean, it was part of the uh, a skit or a sketch, but he, I have seen him pull a chicken breast out of his trunks and eat it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What a great guy. That's one of the greatest guys ever. Just such a positive uh, person doing good things for the world around him. I'm very happy for him. He's the best. That's awesome. We're, we're big fans of him of his uh, on the show, for sure. Yeah. Like He seems like a great dude. I mean, maybe we're Marks, but awesome. seems like a good dude. We like everything he has to say, and uh, yeah, happy for cool. him, too. Yeah, your, uh, your brother brought him up to the WWE main roster as his bodyguard back in the day. That's right. That's true. Yeah, and he's... Uh, Making that uh, crowd-funded project to teach uh, history of African American figures in America, yeah, yeah. which is super yeah. super important now more than ever. Yep. yep, yep. Um. Now, uh, you're in a crew right now with uh, I, I hope I say this right, Cesar Bononi and uh, Peter Avalon, and they look like pretty nice smelling fellas. But how about your <laughs> other wingman, JD Drake, who I've I got to see him in in Evolve shows like a lot over the last few years, and he's awesome. I'm so glad to see. Actually, I was excited to see that you guys were paired up. So, how's he smell though? Musky? How does JD Drake smell? I got really. I can think of this the uh, aroma of the other two. How does JD smell? You're just avoiding smelling him. <laughs> no, I'm not avoiding it. I just nothing's coming to mind. He. Uh, We've been dressing him. We just haven't been putting like colognes around on him at all. That's now I feel silly about this. No, apparently, like you know, Man. ideally, I feel like you just want to be odorless, like better than smelling bad. So, let me uh, text him right now and ask him what he smells. Ask like. him how he smells. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna hear right from him. I like right now. Are you wearing cologne or anything? <laughs> <laughs> It's for a podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. <laughs> Need answer. <laughs> now it. Uh, he, I'm doing that because he did a podcast recently where <laughs> I saw the headline was 
JD Drake says Ryan Nemeth is a goof. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? And I click it and it says, you know, at first I thought he was goof, but actually he's pretty funny and smart. But I'm like, all right, all right. But the headline was like really misleading. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say to that? Are uh, like, are you a goof? Were you like, yeah, can, what the you, fuck? can you confirm what you're the, a goof? What the fuck? He's calling me a goof. No. <clears throat> When people first meet me, they think I'm a doofus or a bimbo or like any number of things. <clears throat> I get that a lot. Um, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're we're all we all have this. Here, here's what I'll, I I will say this about about Ryan. Uh, he he is so much smarter than he lets on, and then he'll drop some shit on you that is like truly impressive. Like his writing is incredible. Uh, he, he's also incredibly well read. Uh, so that, that, that totally tracks. Like you, you are uh, Thanks, very, very yeah, smart, man. dude. I, I mean, I mean like, and, and you do, you do come off, but the other flip side of you dude is that, is that you you are a goof. Like, I mean, like <laughs> if I had to describe you, I would say you are a, um, a chaotic like uh, 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 being, like you, you, you <laughs> love to goof. He's one of the funniest people that I know. Uh, and, and love mischief. Loves, I really love mischief. love mischief. Thank you. Like I, I, he does. He's you're like uh, chaos. You're like Loki. <laughs> you're like Loki. <laughs> yeah, you're a, you. Are you a Loki yeah. variant? <laughs> yeah, maybe like a like a safer version of Loki, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a nice one. I, I, okay, so he's kind of a goof, it turns out. Tur- tell, the, tell the dirt sheets. Um, I want to get through his last. You know, I do like to have a good time. I like to have a good time and have people be happy and feel included. Yeah. And maybe to other people that comes across because it's so foreign to them that someone would be so something like that that they have to dismiss it as, oh, he's a goof. Hell yeah. Well, you know what? That's how we are because we, yep. that's the tone. That's what we try to do with this podcast because we feel like so much of, wrestling uh coverage or opinions is like they should have done this or they should have done that or this is my analysis of their business and for us wrestling's always been social it's always been having fun with our friends and being inclusive right and that's what we want to put out there that's the main part of uh that's what i enjoy about being a wrestler so much and when i was first training i remember our, our my first head trainer rip rogers would say you describe, uh, he would say, right now, none of you guys are making a living at this. And, you know, you're all first starting out and there's going to be an in-between phase. And then maybe some of you will, you know, get to the big time. But, but right now is the most fun part. You're hanging out with your friends, traveling around, just ribbing each other. That is the most fun. It's never going to be more fun than that, no matter what happens. And I think there's some truth to that. I really do enjoy the locker room. I like messing around with people. I like the ongoing jokes. I just like being around people like Luchasaurus and Trent Beretta and like, like Moxley, it's like fun to joke and goof, and it's fun. I think that's true. Also, of I, you know, I read a lot of uh, of music uh, autobiographies of like bands and and musicians, and and a a major, uh, a majority of the bands that I've read about uh, all talk about like the early days before they got super famous were the most fun because you're just like riding around, goofing around, like making each other laugh, trying to like stay sane on the road. I think there's probably a lot of similarity there to wrestling, just just from the road trip uh, aspect alone. Definitely, in the uh, the training gym that we would go to in FCW, our strength strength and conditioning gym was like a safe haven of that. Like even at the worst times, and just the job just sucked in NXT. Like there was times it sucked for sure, 
that was the place we loved because it was just lifting weights and making jokes and making and making silly videos with our trainer. Like that's kind of where I got the cream inspiration came from was like just doing goofy, absurdist things there to make other wrestlers laugh. Like that's just such a good feeling. So good. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's beautiful. And that's really what it's all about. Um, in the future, I feel like I want to talk about what maybe what Rip Rogers smelt like and some of those other people. But <laughs> um, don't want to harp on it too much because <laughs> we now have one of our other hot, super popular um, segments. It's time this is for- the only popular segment. Yeah, this one's it. real, it's, too. It's our only segment, period. It's a real segment. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's nonsense that you do. So it's time for Ethan to update us on some of the new trademark filings in the wrestling industry in our <laughs> rip-roaring segment that we call Trademark Wars! Trademarks. I Intellectual property. Trademarks. All right. Yeah, this is real, and I'm actually real excited for this one because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna connect all the dots here. Um, I read this article last week that um, Renee Paquette, um, Renee Young, on her podcast had a Ring of Honor star that I haven't crossed paths with before because I'm one of those two people that Sean mentioned on the podcast. Hasn't really been watching a ton lately. This guy's name is is Don Housen. All right. Dan Housen, who who now that I've looked him up, seems to be a mix. If it's like if Crow Sting, Vampiro, Gangrail, and CM Punk had a baby, you get Dan Housen. Um He's doing a so- lot of he's doing a lot of really innovating stuff and really getting over. Um, but yes, visually, yes, you're right. Yes. So he's on the podcast and he talks about how CM Punk has given him the GTS as his finisher. He says, CM Punk, wonderful fellow, gave me the GTS as a finisher. Kenta got angry, but he doesn't care who uses it except for CM Punk. So now I have their blessing. I've renamed it very nice, very evil. So I'm sitting there reading this article and I'm thinking to myself, can you trademark a finisher? Right, Because there's this unspoken rule in wrestling that if it's my finisher, it's my finisher. And if someone else starts doing it, like a super kick, and they're like, oh, well, you're taking Shawn Michaels' sweet chin music. And so to to bestow your move upon somebody else is a big deal, but can you actually trademark it? And I thought to myself for a minute, I don't know if you can trademark it. It's not a name. It's not a brand. You can't copyright it. It's a performance, but it's a small performance. So it's probably not copyrightable. So I'm like, let me put this to the test. Sorry, we should quickly give uh, Ryan some context. Ethan Ethan specializes in trademark law and <laughs> social media law. So there's, oh, there's, cool, cool, there's cool, context cool. to this segment. He is he is a, a lawyer. You're a lawyer still, right? I'm still a lawyer. When yes. I was referring to a drunk trademark lawyer earlier, it was me. <laughs> For a second, I was going to go, Ethan, that's a good question. Did you ask any lawyers about it? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know what? Let me let me go to the trademark database and see if any popular trade finishers are trademarked. So I type in Sweet Chin Music, nothing. Stone Cold Stunner, nothing. But then I type in the GTS Go to Sleep, and I find out that it is trademarked. 
Now, Ryan, you can't answer this question yet. And trust me, we're coming back to you. But Dave, Sean, who do you think is the owner of a U.S. registered trademark for GTS Go to Sleep? I mean, I feel like Kenta popularized the move and invented mm-hmm. it. Uh, but U.S. makes you feel like it's punk. I would say yeah. maybe WWE just wrapped it up. Yep. Well, you guys are 100% absolutely unequivocally wrong. The owner of the registered trademark for GTS Go to Sleep is none other than Feed Me More LLC, a limited liability company in Nevada for dietary and nutritional supplements. Now, this should be ringing a bell because who is I'm holding a bottle in my hand right now. What's that, Ryan? I'm holding. I'm holding a bottle of ISO Hungry Feed Me More Nutrition Protein Powder in my hand right now. Now, why would he? So, because I'm Ryback, sitting here. I remember. Oh, there's a story. I remember that Ryback was. Re- I mean, not Ryback. That uh, Hockey Talk Man was registering a whole bunch of like Jeek the Sneaks gimmicks. So is that what Ryback is doing to his fellow no. wrestlers? So trust me, I'm going to get to Ryan in a minute because I got to Ryan and my head exploded while I'm doing research here. So I'm like, wait a minute. Ryback owns the trademark to GTS Go to Sleep, not CM Punk, not Kenta. So I Google Feed Me More LLC. First of all, I learned that Ryback's real first name is actually Ryback, which was incredible news to me. Amazing. Um, Amazing. (laughs) He he changed it. He like did a warrior. Like his name is like Ryan Reeves. Yeah, right. Ryan Reeves. Yeah. Now it's Ryback Reeves. He did a he pulled he pulled a warrior where he's like, fuck you. I will be this name forever. And, and he is. And so then if you go to feedmemore.com, you will learn that the Ryback has a series of dietary and nutrition supplements. One of them is the GTS Go to Sleep that he actually owns the registered trademark for. So I'm scrolling through this website and I'm like, man, look at this. He's got this, this stock image of – uh of a veteran and a police officer. And it's like discounts to veterans, firefighters, police officers, teacher, and military. Then there's a picture next to it. And I'm like, wait a minute. I recognize some of these people. I recognize some of these wrestlers. And who is it on the right side of Ryback's website? But none other than brand ambassador, Ryan <laughs> Nemeth. <laughs> <laughs> he is holding in his hand right now a what? <laughs> I I so hungry uh, fruit fruit pebbles flavored protein powder, <laughs> fruity cereal flavor, yeah, sweetened with stevia because uh, he hates aspartame or aspar however you say that word. That's right, no aspartame, no sucralose, it's vegan friendly, oh. it's gluten free, and when I go to Instagram. And I, I type in Ryan Nemeth. What do I see right up there in your bio? That's right. <laughs> you see Feed Me More Nutrition brand supporter. You can save 10% right now on the DTS Go to Sleep or the ISO Hungry Fruity Pebbles flavored protein by using the discount code RYRY10. That's R-Y-R-Y-10. Feed me more today. And that's your trademark wars segment. Thank wow. you very much. I think yeah. it is the uh, the best tasting protein powder out there today. Hell yeah, um, Ethan. I alluded to this in the intro, but usually uh, 
Sean's drinking bullet rye. I'm drinking beers. And Ethan is usually drinking like um, something with electrolytes or some sort of health drink. So nice. Uh, nice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And Ethan, have you ever have you ever drank this? So protein? yeah, Ethan, like you should get on this. This shit's great. Yeah, this sounds use great. Ryan's promo code. No, totally. I actually had the Fruity Pebbles flavored protein from like Isopure or whatever these other brands are, and they also do Cocoa Pebbles. The stuff tastes delicious. No, but I'm gonna the, eat. Fuck those other right. brands. What I'm saying, I, I, you know what? I ain't getting 10 percent off when I'm ordering off Amazon. But you know where my next That's protein right. powder is coming from? Discount code RyRy10. I'll tell you, I think the the, uh, the chocolate peanut butter flavor is way better, but the fruity pebbles is pretty good. Does oh, the, well, there you go. Does the go to sleep like have like melatonin or something in it? I don't have any here to read the label. I have the, the I have some of the other things here, but I don't have that on me, so I don't know what's in there. But well, the, I can tell you what Ryback's <laughs> Instagram account says that's okay. about this. He says, "That's all right. That's all right. Have trouble falling asleep? Can't put your phone down at night? We pack more ingredients into synergetically to give you a deep sleep that allows you to wake up refreshed with no morning hangover." What's, what's in it? Kalatapin? Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, well, that's it. That's a that's an episode of uh, Wrestling with Friends podcast. Yeah, you've made it. You've made it to the other side of another one. You're now all free to leave your vehicles and go about your day. Uh, wow. Ryan, thank, thank you for you. joining us. Thanks for doing this, dude. Seriously, thanks for having me. I'm. It was uh, what a delight. <laughs> we should hang out in real life sometime soon, Sean. I, well, we had plans. We were going to watch a great new no. uh, sketch comedy show together, and then you 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 got an audition. You're a very busy man. And Cohen kind of confused me massively on the invite. Cohen's very Cohen, well to listen. <laughs> Yeah, that all happened. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you guys, if you're making plans with Matt Cohen, just watch out. Sometimes it's not clear. Yeah. Uh, so and, <laughs> and that's our show, Ryan. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in. Tune in next week where Sean tells us all about his double date with Ryan. Uh, and uh yeah ethan where can you find the show and everything hold on hold on we we, we need to know where to find ryan first yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. whoa <laughs> that's why i don't do the outro usually yeah mm-hmm. that's okay sean why don't you do the outro today <laughs> i just wanted to keep all right thanks so much that's our show ryan thank you for joining us See, now i have to leave all of these in <laughs> yeah you fucking better <laughs> uh Ryan, where can people find you online so that they can follow you and talk to you about stuff? Thank you for having me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my name on there is RyRyNemNem. And uh, yeah, check out Feed Me More Supplements. They're vegan friendly. There's no sugar. There's no aspartame. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, there's a chance you live in a city in, in which there's a film festival that my short film Heal may be playing if you do you'll know about it on my socials and go see it oh yeah go see Heal uh, directed by the great Maggie Levin 
Maggie 11, yeah. And uh, check out AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays, Rampage on Fridays, and YouTube Dark and Elevation Monday and Tuesday. They're always on. There's so much of it. Yep. Oh, yeah. and, 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 and definitely watch his weird short films on Being the Elite. And BT, yeah. Check out uh, BT and YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, the and best, it's the best time to be a wrestling fan in a long, long time because there's so <laughs> yeah. much great content out there. There's literally too much to watch. So, yes. Yeah. There is, yeah. So watch, uh, watch and- all that AEW. And Ethan, where can people find our show to tell us that uh, they they really want to hear the, all the parts that I cut out of the middle there? Yeah, if you want to DM us weird stuff like cream, heavy cream, huh. you could do so on Instagram by searching for Wrestling With Friends, Twitter at WWF Podcast, or you could just be our friend by joining our group on Facebook by searching for Wrestling With Friends. That's right. And Dave, where can people find you? On to Inst- tell you to stop doing the smelling segment. Uh, no, everybody on Instagram wants to know how everybody <laughs> smells, and they could ask me about it at Dave period Kush. That's D-A-V-E period K-U-S-H. On Twitter, it's the same thing. No period. D-A-V-E K-U-S-H. Wow. Um, and I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the Twitter account. <clears throat> I'm, on, I'm at Sean Wright's on Twitter account. Go go over there and find me, and you can say stuff, and then I'll respond because it, Twitter's very lonely. It's like screaming into the void. So I'm happy to talk to him. Hey, I just got an answer about uh, what JD Drake smells like. Oh, oh excellent! Oh. What do you say? What do we got? He refuses to answer, but Peter Avalon has an answer. He said, "David off cool water." Oh, a classic! <laughs> a classic! No. Going back uh, to sixth grade, it. it smells truly disgusting. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Wow. Well, that's a perfect way to end the show. So uh, without further ado, Dave, why don't you sing the theme song and take us the fuck out of here? Yeah. Thanks again, Ryan Nemeth, because we're wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling with friends. Who are we wrestling with? Wrestling with friends. I said, who are we wrestling with? Wrestling with a friend! Goes again and it better than him. No! No! Doesn't! Uh, Alright, that's true. <laughs>